So I want to kick off a new series today, and, and truly this is just an introduction to this series. I have, one pur- I have uh, two purposes in today. One, introducing the subject we're going to talk about, trying to um, put a right perspective on it, and two, to convince you that this is a primary theme of Scripture. So I know today you showed up because you are interested in, in being a follower of Jesus Christ. That's something that's a part of your life. That's something that um, obviously it's a priority to you. And um, I want to just remind you or make the case to you from Scripture that this idea of holiness is central to what God is wanting to do in us and with us in our lives. Now, if you're like me, and and I'm gonna, first of all, before I jump in here, if you have a phone, all right, I said everybody pull out their phones first service and people just stared at me, so evidently they either didn't have their phone or they're not doing this. But if you'd like to, I'd love for you to text this number, 419-785-6162. I totally gave them the wrong number first service. And so somebody somewhere in the 617 area code just got bombed with a lot of texts that they don't understand why. So maybe they're starting to pray to the Lord to figure out what's happening, you know. But this is the number, 419-785-6162. What do you think of when I say the word holiness? Holiness. What do you think of? What did you just thought of? Text it to me. Because this is a, this is a, a, a quagmire subject. And I don't know about you, but if I would have watched that video uh, earlier in my life, I might want to turn that off. Am I distracting, right? <laughs> I just ran out of data and everything else. No, no, I have. Um, <clears throat> I would have actually watched that video and for so long in my life, when I heard the word holiness, when I heard somebody say uh, holy people, I had thoughts like, I don't associate with that, I don't identify with that, I'm actually kind of scared of that. And I definitely, I, I think in terms like, I get God is holy, but what does that have to do with me? All right? And so often it's been such a confusing uh, kind of subject, and also it's been a, a, a subject where people walk away a lot of times very defeated because so many preachers have approached it from holiness is a code word for do better, try harder type kind of stuff. And it's, it's just totally gotten out of whack what the scriptures have taught about it. All right, so we're gonna wade into this. Holy Spirit, Righteous, Jesus Christ, living for Jesus. Righteous, Jesus Christ. Perfection, Jesus Christ. Christ-like, worthy, perfect. Purity and godly, being surrendered to God and showing it. Love of God, God, God-like acts. Being faithful, um, Christ-like, image of Christ. Jesus on the cross, living for God. Faithful, above all, Jesus, pure, Jesus, Loving God, being Christ-like, Jesus, pure, Jesus, right? These are the words that come to mind when I say the word holiness. And I would say, you know what? So often for me, 
Absolutely, that's what I would think. I, I have no problem that a lot, of, a lot of us said Jesus, right? Or God, or Christ-like. I have no problem understanding that he is holy. He is holy. But I want us to, to become familiar or become more familiar or to remind you, whatever spectrum you're at, that this is far more than just a holy God. The scriptures were written for a purpose of creating a holy people. A holy people. Um, when they did a poll on this word, here were some words that people thought boring. And that's what I'm really worried about, honestly. Oh, we're starting a series on holiness. Boring. Guys, this is, one of the, this is one of the greatest things that we can ever embrace, that we can ever experience. I mean, you wanna talk about restoration? You wanna talk about new life, new things, new person, new way? You wanna talk about, hey, I'm not drugged down with mediocrity or inconsistency or um, uh, unrealized potential in my life. That's what this word holiness should be associated with. Because often it's boring or it's, it's all about self-denial, right? And that's back to this do better, try harder. Holiness is associated with that. It's unattainable. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people out there who have thought that uh, there's just no way. There's no way we could be holy. That's God's deal. That's not ours. And especially in our modern evangelical culture, we have we have. We have overreacted to some things and we've sold a, 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 a message of the gospel that, 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 that magnifies our depravity to a point where we just think, I can't help it, it's just the way we are. I'm just gonna ask forgiveness again and again and again. And we've, we've created this idea that it's unattainable. And yet I wanna share with you some scriptures today. I hope that you leave here realizing, whoa, whoa. That's actually, uh, that's actually what God is pointing to in my life. It's hard. It's, it's all about discipline. And, and you know what? Uh, I, I get it down the road that that person, they're a really disciplined person. So they, they could probably be holy, but I'm just not very disciplined. So it all is a discipline thing. Now, I want to remind you that the best working definition for us in Scripture the one that has helped me the most, and I believe it is uh, really, truly what we should understand when we think of holiness, is one word, Christ-likeness. Christ-likeness. Because when you say holiness, and you say holy, I begin to think of fire, and unapproachable, and bright light, and far off, and I begin to get that whole Old Testament type thing, right? Uh, absolutely, Mount Sinai and, and all this thunder and lightning type thing. And, and yet, the scriptures all culminated to one person, Jesus Christ. He is the picture. He is exactly what it means to be holy. There has never been anything more holy in this world than the person of Jesus Christ. And I began to realize, oh, well, I see how he acted. I see how he thought. I see what he taught. Okay, I, I think I can, I can, that can happen in my life. I realize um, 
wow, to, to the extent that I'm completely Christ-like, well, that's gonna be a whole process, and in fact, the scriptures say that it's only when we cross over and we're glorified that we become completely like him, but yeah, I can, I can that, that's a little better for me. The more I think about it, though, remember what the scripture says? That everything in the word of God hangs on two things, right? Jesus said this. Jesus replied, well, the scriptures hang on this. Love God with all your mind, heart, soul. And then he said, love your neighbor as yourself, right? He said all the law, the prophets, everything hung on that. And so if Jesus is teaching that everything comes down to loving God and loving others, then holiness itself, Jesus absolutely portrayed that. He loved God with all his heart, mind, soul, and he loved his neighbor as himself. He was the picture of what we're supposed to to see. Well, then holiness should actually be equated with love. Many times we don't associate holiness with love. Okay, it's more about attaining. It's more about performance. <clears throat> it's more about these things like self-denial and, and cleaning up and all this when really the purpose of God creating a holy people is so that you and I are able to love God and love others. You see, it points to love, love. <clears throat> and so for me, holiness gets a little softer and it's something I can bite into a little bit more. And that's exactly what John Wesley was a, uh, a huge voice in Christian theology and, the, and throughout the ages, he magnified that, that message that holiness is about love, love. How do I love God better? How do I love God with my all? And how do I love my neighbor as myself? It's this mechanism of, of us becoming a holy person. Now, a lot of people that I've pastored, <clears throat> I feel like, and a lot of people that I've observed now, <clears throat> have this kind of, of thought when it comes to holiness. It's possible I had a godly aunt or I had a godly grandma or, you know, I, I, I knew people that were really, I, I could, when you said holy person, that comes to my mind, they come to my mind. It's possible, I know it can happen, but in my life it's probably not probable. Probably not gonna happen for me. I, I don't think I can be like them. I don't think, you know what I mean? It's possible, just not probable. And what I wanna do is introduce us to this call of scripture. It starts like this, for Ephesians 1 and 4. He chose us in him. When? Before the creation of the world. Jesus chose a plan before the foundation of the world. And this is what his plan was. To make his people what? Holy. Before the, before the creation of the world, God was already intended, his purpose was to make what? People holy. Wow. Wow. Big deal, right? He's always had this in mind for to be holy. That's why First Peter, when he's writing, he is using the words from Leviticus 
where it says, just as he who has called you is holy, be holy in all that you do. Wow, big deal. Unmistakable call. Not a suggestion. Not a, oh, you know what, I know it's possible, but it's not probable for my life. God's never had that kind of attitude with us. Each one of us, as he has called you is holy, so you be holy. All right? In fact, look at what Hebrews says about Jesus on the cross. And so Jesus suffered outside the city gates to do what? To make the people holy. As he's on the cross, bearing our sins, creating the form for us to experience forgiveness, it's never just been about forgiveness. As great as that is, it's been about, I want to restore these people. I want to make them holy, right? Look at what um, Matthew chapter five says as Jesus is introducing the whole new kingdom. This whole, these three chapters that turn everything upside down, this Sermon on the Mount, the greatest words spoken, so to speak, as he is literally giving us flesh and blood to the bones of what everything is about in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And you know what he's gonna do through the Sermon on the Mount? He's going to show us that this is exactly his goal, his aim. When he takes them from an external type of holiness that he had called them to in the Old Testament and shows us that truly that was all pointing to one thing, an internal holiness, a pure in heart lifestyle that enables them to live a life that, hey, I'm holy because I don't murder right? I'm a holy person. That's what they thought. I've never committed a murder. He said, well, I say unto you that if you hate somebody in your heart, you have already murdered them in God's eyes, right? He's blowing it up and showing us that really this holiness is to become a part of our transformation of our character. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will be the ones who see God. Look at what Hebrews again says. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be what? Holy. You already know what I'm gonna say. (laughs) You probably already say it before I ask. Holy, you know, that's all he wants me to say is holy today. Holy, holy, holy. (laughs) Every time he stops, say holy. You know, to be holy. And listen to how he finishes this. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. You're like me, the radars just went up. Whoa, I'm interested in seeing the Lord. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so what you're saying is, is that for that to happen, I will have had to experience this life of holiness. Yes. Remember 1 Peter chapter 2, he says this. When he's helping them see hey, the children of Israel were God's chosen people to bring Jesus into the world. The dynamics have switched. He did that. Now God's people are those who are in Christ, the the, the church. And he says the church is this, a chosen people, 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Okay. That's the best I can do for you. That's the word of God, right? You and I cannot walk away from having read the word of God and say, you know what? Holiness is really not for me. Must have been for my grandma. Must have been for that guy. Must have been for my friend who I really respect. But it's really not for me. It's, I, I know it's possible, but I don't think it's very probable in my life. And I would say, This is the intended design for every one of Christ's followers. We use phrases like to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ, right? People use that a lot. That's a popular slogan. It's a mission statement for people to be a fully, that's exactly what holiness is. And so all I'm doing today is trying to set the scene for what I'm gonna talk about over the next few weeks, that this matters to you. It's about you and me. It is important. It's actually, it shouldn't be thought of in a negative connotation. And we're gonna try to do that. We're gonna knock down some of those barriers. That's all I'm doing today. I'm gonna be honest. As a pastor in today's culture, when I felt like the Lord was talking to me about preaching this stuff to you, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what are you doing? I'm going to talk about it, and they're not going to come back. Because it's not, it's not, you know, uh, exciting. I think it's the most exciting thing in the world. It's changed my life. I mean, it's literally made, it's transformed my character. And because of that, it's, it's opened all sorts of doors. It's given me opportunities. It's what God exactly does with us when he makes us when he's making us like into his image, then the possibilities are endless. You'd be surprised the doors God opens for your life and how your life changes as you experience this. But I'm thinking, oh, and I realize there's people today that I'm speaking to right now that are going through really difficult times. And they maybe could hear, they could use a message on hope. Or they could use a word of encouragement. Or they could use just a a sense of, hey, God is, God is a God who knows where you're at and cares about you and loves you. And all those things are true. But I want to tell you today that this is central to even if you're in the middle of a valley, a tragedy, a dark time, this matters. Because the scriptures actually say that in the middle of those times, guess what God is doing? He's perfecting us. He's working us. He's creating us to be a holy people through those things. The goal has always been Christ-likeness, right? For I know that God works all things together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. And what does he say the next verse? The whole purpose of those good things, he's working all those things, what's the good he's doing? Is to conform us, shape us, make us into the image of his son. And so, would you come back next week? Would you not be scared by this? Would you not be bored with this? Would you, would you open your heart and mind to, hey, I, 
obviously, I don't know what else I can do, but just run through some scriptures where it's very clear that God is saying, this is my purpose. This is my plan for every one of you. It's not for grandma, and it's not, you know, it's not, it's for every one of you. What does that mean for me, God? What does that look like, God? What is, what is, what is, what, what does that mean? I want to know because it's what you want to do. And so please, don't be scared by this. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it's, uh, it's incredible. That's what we call it set apart. Because the word holy truly means set apart. God is holy because he's set apart. He's transcendent. Okay? He is a set apart God. He's not, he's not like anything else. That's a good thing. He's a holy God. He's set apart. His character, his nature is above everything. But he calls us to be a holy people, a set apart people. You know, the opposite of what this word means in scripture is two words. It's the opposite of common. It's the opposite of ordinary. God is calling us to be uncommon and extraordinary. That's what holiness does in our lives. Jesus was uncommon and extraordinary. Right? That's what he's calling us. That's what holiness means, to be set apart. And we're gonna just, three things is what we're gonna focus on. I hope you, hope you grab these. One, we're set apart by him. Set apart by him. And this is a simple phrase I would use. You and I, we cannot create our own holiness. <laughs> Scriptures teach us that the only way you and I can become holy is when the Holy Spirit enters our life. So this is not a sermon series on try harder, do better. You can't. Good luck with that. You're just gonna make your life more miserable. You can't make yourself holy. You can only be set apart by him through the power, the energy, the empowerment of his Holy Spirit. Second point is set apart to him, by him, to him. And I would simply say this. We are a part of an exclusive relationship. Exclusive. That's what holiness is all about. Being set apart to God. See, so often what you've probably heard preached, maybe not here because Dave preached 23 years, I don't want to cast off on him, but in different places you hear a lot, is holiness is being about separated from, set apart from, right? And you don't need to do this, 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 and this. This is unholy, holy, holy. You need to stop doing this. And I want to say the focus of Scripture is actually set apart to God. The focus is, is him. I'm gonna set myself apart to him. When that happens, the other stuff falls off. It's inconsequential. But we are part of an exclusive relationship. That's why in holiness, if I can't do it, and you're saying I'm supposed to be his, it's exclusive, that's why this one key word is, is paramount to the whole picture. It's the word surrender. Surrender. And we don't like that word, right? 
Surrender, white flag. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. When you experience the graciousness of surrender, the, the liberation of surrender, you begin to realize, wow, I'm his, I'm, I'm, he's my Lord, I'm following him, I'm set apart to him, his Holy Spirit's energizing me, wow, I'm actually becoming the person I always dreamed of being. I couldn't do it, I couldn't make it, I couldn't pull it off myself, but with him in me, surrender to him. The third thing is set apart for him, for him. We begin to realize our, <clears throat> our intended potential, our intended potential. You and I can never be the people God created us to be until we experience this, this set apart to him for him. Or it's these three words. By him is through his power. To him is for his possession. Or to him is for his possession. And for him is to do his purpose. Power, possession, and purpose. So that's all I got. But I just want you to begin to think about this. To weigh it out. To realize, wow, I haven't thought about this much. Or... I didn't never know what that meant, or I'm confused, I'm scared, by words like holy, holiness, sanctification, purity, all these words through scripture, what do they, that's what we're gonna tackle, attempt to put it out there for us to grab a hold of, because this is what God wants to do with us. Amen? All right, please, don't be scared. It's a great, great, great thing God wants to do with us. Let's pray. Father, Lord, uh, this might be a subject that some people have heard worn out and in different ways and in confusing ways. This might be a subject that some have never really thought about. So Lord, over these next few weeks, help us just to be able to see what you're saying to us, what it looks like, how it happens, what's going on with us, and to realize, Lord, this is your design, this is your purpose, and that actually, as strange as this sounds, Chip Bullock can be a holy person. I would have never thought that was possible. But Lord, your word and the power of your Holy Spirit begins to show us that it can happen. So Lord, open our hearts and open our minds in these weeks as we Grab a hold of your word. Bless each person. Go with us today. May we have a great week in Jesus' name. Amen.